footy and frothies. It's preview time. Uh, round four is on the horizon. Ollie, Daggy and Barney are with you. And we're joined this week by the reigning defending uh, Supercoach champion, Danon, to pop in with a few questions and give his thoughts along the way. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer the linear champion. Do you want to talk about that, Ollie? There's no need to talk about it, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, just got my, my world heavyweight championship of Supercoach here. Um, and look at look, I've got my Supercoach up now. I'm not sure uh, this is terrible if you can see it on the screen, but I've got the KFC chicken drumstick pouring down my screen. <laughs> <laughs> you're a winner, which I am. You are a winner indeed, Ollie. <laughs> I've got my belt and... I thought it was a velvet flog. You're still a velvet flog. One of those two. <laughs> yeah. uh, that nickname is sticking, by the way. I've been, uh, I enjoyed that. You did a good job last night. Lee, I was proud of you. Well done. This is all starting okay. off very, um, very quickly. How's everyone else? Barney, what's going on? <laughs> oh, not much has changed since, what, 24 hours ago? <laughs> we were Kitchen looking good, pot, mate. The Montenegrin um, <laughs> side dish has come out. It's all completely empty. <laughs> yeah, disconnected some power today. Had a pretty rough day at work, but yeah, so it's nice to sit down and have a chat with you boys and have a have a beer or two. Sounds like off air. You're already in for a rough day tomorrow too. So, <laughs> all the best to you, uh, Danon. Welcome to the show. The first time since we did our Super Coach preview. Uh, your initial thoughts on well, your thoughts the date on the season so far. What do you made of it all? How much have you seen? Are you enjoying it? Apart from being yeah. a power fan. Yeah, apart from being a para fan, it, it's been great. You summed it up quite well in yesterday's show. Um, just in terms of how close the games have been, how uh, like last week's games, the majority of them were still up to grab with 10 minutes to go. It's, um, I can't remember a season that's really started off like this. And as a para fan, what have you made of it? Uh, it was as I expected. Uh, unfortunately, the, the loss of Lane just before the season really hurt. Um, the missing Papa Lee was always going to be big. Missing Reed as well. Matto not being there, they were always going to hurt. Um, toughest draw I can remember us having, and the and, fight and, four, that, and four buys in a row or three buys. Oh, in a row. Yeah, in three three teams. Um, off the, off the back of a buy, uh, the NRL have come out and they, they said something about like it's not an issue, it's just luck of the draw or something. Um, it's hard to believe that. I think it's a complete oversight from the NRL. I think I think they not stuffed exactly that one average up. Average teams either that have come it, off the buy. Yeah, and yeah, and manly. Um, so I think it's safe to say. No team will have that moving forward. <laughs> they so, won't. Mate. They won't make that uh, issue again uh, next year. But it's not an excuse. At the end of the day, um, they only lost by four. They've lost by four in all three games. Should have won um, all three games. They should have won all three. They've been in position to win all three games, and it's a totally different story. Then you, you're not. No one's talking about the buy issue. They're talking about the grand final rematch and Eels trying to go four and zero to stay at the top of the table. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, I know a particular para fan that uh, isn't a fan of Hodgson. What have you made as your work so far? I he's doing well for a guy that's busted his knee as many times as he has. Played what three games in the last two years? 
um, you summed it up quite well with your uh, touch football analogy. I think it was yesterday. The uh, you made the break, and the only reason he scored is because everyone else gave up chasing. Yeah, um, you can see how slow he is. Reed, it just hurts every time you. Everyone's got that player that you just don't want to see in another jersey. Mm. Um, I, I'm. I I've got like a I'm list. Missing... Would you like to hear? It? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm missing Reed more than I'm missing Papali uh, this season. He, he just, he really seemed like he could could have become something huge within the game. And um, yeah, I still think. Yeah. He will. yeah. It, oh, hurts, it hurts to see him go. No, Papali's sort of faffing around a bit. Unfortunately, oh, no, that's another one. Adrian, fans, but... Adrian nailed that one yesterday as well. They, the worst thing that happened for them is they took the field. <laughs> exactly. We could have signed some players until then, but anyway, um, should we get straight into preview? We might. Talk, we, we've got. We'll talk Supercoach later. We've got disaster class coming up. Uh, just looking through the judiciary news, Kafusi was found guilty. Got the full four weeks. That's a big blow for the Dolphins. And a big momentum stopper. I'm just refreshing now. It doesn't look like anything else from Jerome. It's come here. through. No, uh, they're, they're currently um, looking through the Roosters. So Fletcher Baker's up now. Uh, so, yeah, nothing yet. So we'll just treat it as it is until we hear otherwise. As you mentioned, we're going to kick off the round with the uh, grand final rematch from last year, which isn't being promoted as, as you said, actually, it's surprising when you think about it, isn't promoted at all in that way. Uh, but the Eels are going to go to Combank and host the Panthers. Uh, they've got a, pre- they've had a pretty good record against top four teams of late, uh, especially against Melbourne and Penrith. Uh, for pa- for Parramatta, at home, they get Maddo back into the back row there. Cartwright and Madison are the starting back row as Dury goes to the bench. So I assume his knee must be okay. And... Um, Makatoa, Brendan Hands comes into the squad. Anything about him? A hooker, I do believe. Um, so they finally realised that Hodgson can't play 80 minutes. Yeah. I, so. I also believe his feet have fingers instead of toes, which is how he got that name. Well done, Al. <laughs> All the dads out there have all just cheered together. <laughs> uh, so, um, well played, Vlog. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, Jake Arthur Morrissey on the extended bench there. Penrith, uh, exactly as you'd expect from before the bye. Uh, Scott Sorensen comes back onto the bench, though, for Eisenhuth to push out to 18th man. Ollie, do you want to open the batting here? Yeah, so I want to preface this first up because in... My my actual tipping for the PCTC comp through ESPN tips, I said it on last night's show, I'm just allowing the automated tipping this week because I've been woeful the first three rounds. So my my predictions here will not be reflective of my... I don't know, electronic... Can Can you actually read your automated tips at the same time? That'd be cool. Well, I don't know. Well, they've not been selected yet, I don't think. Okay. So because yeah, they won't be selected until he misses them. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, right. Is, yeah, isn't that yeah. the fault of what the comp is? So it's either home teams, away teams, or well, I'm not sure what it. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is to be honest. No. But Gaz, Gaz will be listening to this and he'll, he'll messages yeah, inboxes Gaz, Gaz will let us know and tell us that we're uh, we should know this better. Anyway, yeah. yeah, what are you doing here? Uh well, here's the thing. So 
Parramatta 0-3 and something that I mentioned on last night's show and I want to add in here as well, Parramatta, if they just kicked their conversions, would have beat Manly and would have gone to Golden Point against Cronulla. Two back and forth games and they were on top for the majority of that game against Melbourne. There's all the talk around them being 0-3 towards the bottom of the ladder. Is it sort of is it sort of crisis time for Parramatta? And it's a bit of a weird one because it's the grand final rematch and we know in the regular season last year, Parramatta got one up over Penrith. Looking at these two benches, I'm not very confident in doing this, but who cares? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tip Parramatta 1-12 to 12 at home to get their first win of the season against Penrith, who themselves have only won one game so far this year, albeit they looked very impressive against South Sydney. I'm going to say first try scorer is Wacker Blake, and I'm going to say man of the match, Junior Paulo, because I think if Parramatta are to win this one, is going to come down to a big effort and big minutes from their starting forward pack. No, fair call. I just want to get in now because it's in front of me and we have talked about PCTC and Gaz will be pulling his head if we don't mention it. Uh, the PCTC sports tipping comps you can find on Facebook, but the current leaderboard on our uh, affiliate partners tipping board, Frofro is leading on 16 points. In a footy and frothy's comp, J-Dog 77 is on 14 points. Flobs again carrying the flag on 13 points, along with uh, Ra, Action Bailey on 13. So uh, if I look to the wooden spoon section, coming 77th in PCTC is Barnabas, 75th <laughs> is Ollie, uh, Maz is 66, and the old Dags is hovering around the 50s. So um, these are trusted opinions people are seeking, Barney. Uh, <laughs> every time I tip a favourite, they lose, and every time I go for the upset, it seems to lose as well. So I'm fly to start this year. Generally go okay, but this year not so much. <laughs> what do you think? Um, oh, mate, it, it's gonna. I, I expect it to be a really tough uh, encounter for the first, at least for the first half an hour. But like Paramount is desperate now. It's um, <laughs> it's down to playing for sheep stations at this point in time, and yeah. Penrith would want to um, continue on the way that they came through. Uh, with their with their win, backing it up off the buy off the back of the buy, so that gets you, you know three three games in a row. Uh, I can't see Parramatta doing enough to be honest to to get Penrith. Um, they've been very hit and miss, especially in their defence, letting in a lot of points uh, early in the year. And I, I think if they let Penrith skip out past twenty points, they're going to have a very hard time chasing it down. So uh, there's some really good matchups all through the forward pack. Like the starting forward packs line up really good up against each other. But when you get back down, as I've said um, before the start of the year, parameters do have an issue with their bench rotation. And I think Penrith will just take over once that bench rotation comes in. It may only be for a short amount of time, but I think it'll be enough for Penrith. And then they've, they've got a slight edge in the back five as well. If you match them all up, like Parramatta have got a couple of guys that are probably better, but then, Overall, Penrith, I think they're just that little bit smoother in the back line. So I've got Penrith winning one to twelve. I've got um, I'm going to go with Mike Sebo to score the first try. I think he made over again, straight over the top of yeah, Combank special, straight over the top of somebody to score the first try. But I think it'll be Cleary that'll um, be the the puppet master and the orchestrate, or, and will orchestrate this win for Penrith. Dana, yeah, I've got Panthers thirteen plus. Um, Eels' defence just won't be enough to, to hold them out. Um, the Just looking, line, line the two teams up, you'd be lucky to pick two Eels players over Panthers in the same position. 
Like you'd probably have Sevo over Taruva, Brown over Luai, but, and that's about it. That's about all. Hodgson over Kenny. Oh, Maybe. No, no, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I couldn't do it. Um, but that's it. Like it, it really just would be those two. As a para fan, who is your favourite Parramatta player? Because no para fan seems to like any Parramatta players. <laughs> Peter Sterling. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, Peter either Sterling or Nathan Hindmarsh, and then that's yeah, oh, Hindmarsh is a god. Um, no, no, is Hopgood the second? Is Hopgood the second Gillard coming? And, yeah, no, Campbell Gillard and um, Junior Paulo. Just Fair. love those two big, yeah, the two big boys. Um, it was Reed last year for me. It was Reed, so that, that I think that's why it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, really did like. He's just his little shitty niggle and that that he had. in he's one of those guys that if he was on your How team, good's his liked. kicking game? Wasn't well, that good last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Series, he started the fucking chief kicker last. at the dogs. That's it. He um, yeah, little. The only person that you could say it was similar to was the Cameron Smith, just straight out of dummy half and get the markers when they're not ready. But yeah, um, eels to I just can't see it. Um, Taruba, first try scorer, Panthers 13 plus. I said last week, um, from now for the rest of the season, I'm going to tip uh, the left winger against the Eels, and that's the Bizza out there doing the business. Uh, is Taruba left wing? Taruba's left wing. Oh, oh, Sorry, right. I've gone the wrong way. Nice. I'll back them both. You get six and eight bucks. There you go. Back them both. But um, for the record, we'll, I'll stick with Biz. I said it out loud. So I'm going to go. That's my own uh, my own uh, pearl in the first round. But Biz, a first try. Probably untouched. Man of the match. Uh, yeah, Cleary. You're right. It, when he's got time yeah. and space here, he's going to put on a show now. Uh, and I know, as you said, Ollie, they've, they've only lost these games by a handful of points. But they've conceded 20s and 30s along the way. Penrith aren't going to concede 30 points here. They're at 80, uh, which is the most points conceded by any team yeah. after three rounds. Penrith aren't conceding 30 points. Question. No. Question. Yes. When Bizza crosses for his first try of the game, will there be a Parramatta player in front of him trying to stop him from scoring the try, or will said player be no, 10, no. Me- 10 metres away pointing at okay. um, Gutho? Oh, no, Gutho will be pointing at him. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Gutho will be coming across in defence to try and keep him on the sideline. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Uh, that'll be it. Yeah. Just player two, Toho, as he scores. Exactly. Well, there's a chance, though. Crichton does like holding on to the ball, so there, there might be a chance of a player being there. You know, Crichton scored the first two. Crichton, Crichton could score untouched himself, and now thinking about this, he has done it twice in a row. If you yeah, get has, 14, yes. 15 bucks, Crichton's a bet for sure and certain. Yeah, pretty pretty much the whole Panthers back five first try scorer, and, and you and you will be in front. Throw Liam Martin in there as well. <laughs> yeah, well I was not. actually thinking, who's the second rower on the right hand side of the Panthers because they'll be going in the anytime, anytime bet. We haven't sp- touched on that classic clash between Liam Martin and Bryce Cartwright, Barney. You want to <laughs> elaborate? The old guard against the new guard. There they are. Oh, well, um, I dare say that uh, Cartwright will probably only spend 20 minutes on the field at, <laughs> and, and be taken off and then brought back on again for another 20 minutes stint because I don't think he's going to match motors with Liam Martin for 80 minutes. In, in all fairness to him, he's play, I think he's played 80 both games. so far. He's done well. Yeah. Um, he's been fine. That has yeah. But they, Maddo, big game for Maddo coming back. Right. Yeah, he's got a big point to prove. Friday kicks off 6 o'clock down at Amy Park, where the Storm hosts the Tigers. The Storm welcome back Cameron Munster 
at six. Uh, who's he ever beat? Uh, Jerome Hughes we're waiting to, has been named. We're waiting to hear history. I, I suspect he won't be playing this game, but I've been wrong before, allegedly. Uh, and the back line, is, everything else is pretty standard. Who else have we got back here? Um, yeah, no, everything else looks as per program. With them, the Tigers, Adam Dewey has moved to one. Wakeham named it six. Tupo keeps his starting spot. No Faluma relegated uh, for his pot plant efforts last week. Pole keeps the 13th spot. We get Papapapi and Bateman both named in the back row for the first time. Dane Laurie at 14. And Alex Safarth named to come back in, which is a tick for me because, God, we could use him. Barney, lead us away. Well, it's the best chance the Tigers have got to beat the Storm for, for quite some time. Um, <laughs> still don't see it happening, but, um, yeah, Dewey to fullback's an interesting one for me. They've already cut and run and they've brought Wakeham in. So we saw what Wakeham did the other day, but he, he was majority on the left as well, linking up with Brooks. So I'm not sure whether that just completely writes off the right-hand side for the Tigers now or what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, I think that obviously the Tigers should match it in the forwards and they, they may even better the Melbourne Storm at times in the forwards in this game, but... Uh, it's just too much, too many points in the Melbourne spine for mine. I know they've been playing up and down, but the other one I didn't mention, sorry, uh, Kapoa and pushed back to the centres, so they've shored up that um, outside edge as well. Yeah, should help, but um, yeah, I, I just obviously whenever you've got Harry Grant combining with either Hughes or Munster or possibly both, um, and I think, I think. I'm expecting a big game out of Meany, to be honest. I think um, he, he will be the difference and he'll be the one that'll be pushing through the holes that are created by the Munster and um, Munster and Harry Grant in the middle of the field and probably score, I'm thinking he might score a double and be man of the match. Um, I think Melbourne will skip away late. Won't be a big 13-plus, but they'll just maybe win by 14 or 16 points and um, I've got Xavier Coates for the first try. It does set up a very exciting Easter Monday where we can have 0-6, 0-6 at uh, Combank where kids get in free apparently. So sold out crowd there for that bottom of the table clash. I'm tipping the Tigers because guess what? Tipping the Tigers. They, um, after I vowed I wouldn't, but I think Waken coming in at least is some structure. I think our forwards will own them and I've said it before and it will happen again and I wouldn't be surprised if we lose, but uh, they've got a habit of giving me hope around round four, five, six, and this will be the game. John Bateman, I thought, was sensational last week. Better for the run. Uh, he'll monster some of these uh, these unnamed geeks in the front row, in the, uh, well, front row, yeah, like Christian Walsh, who's he? Uh, he'll throw him around a bit and um, be man of the match. And I'm going to, f- no, he won't. Uh, he'll be, he'll be man of the match for the Tigers. The man of the match we'll give three points to next week will be Harry Grant because he'll be the only reason again they're in this game. First try scorer will be Remus Smith. And just to make me angry to start with, Danon. Um, you can all pour score on me for that, by the way. You're allowed to. No, no, no. I can. You've, you've got to back your team. Um, Munster back, I think, is just going to be the difference. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it broke my heart. Yeah. The bloke who just tipped Penrith to win third uh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> got to back your team. You got to, no, you, you go for it. Like, yeah, deep down, I like. I hope we win. 
like, but, but realistically, like if I'm putting money on it, the, you know, Penrith 13 plus is, is the smart bet. Um, um, Melbourne one to 12. I think Munster gets them over the line. Um, he, he's just energy. He, he just, what he brings to that yeah, team. Munster is terrifying and I wish he wasn't here. Yeah. So if he was, if he was out, oh, it, it would be the flip of the coin. Uh, first try scorer though, Kamakamika, short ball off Grant under the sticks. Ollie, what are you thinking here? You're hoping for a Marty school finger break spot from Cameron Munster or what? Well, I mean, you pretty much ruled out the Tigers winning this game by tipping them. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go Melbourne 13 plus. Um, I mean, Melbourne are bad, but like I, 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 I've been going in on them too much this year, but they are literally dead last 0 and 3 and they've been terrible I mean Melbourne are bad but I don't think their Tigers bad and with Cameron Munster coming back I think it's got to be 13 plus I will say though I'll say the Forbes Ferrari Charlie Staines crosses over early and we get that sort of um, that hype from the commentators all is it is it is the ambush on here from the Tigers? Are Melbourne really that bad this season? Are we going to get a big upset victory? Um, and then Cameron Munster, who will be the man of the match, uh, then goes on to put on a masterclass and Melbourne win thirty to four or something like that. Actually, not thirty to four because uh, their defence has been pretty terrible. So let's say we'll say like thirty to twelve, thirty to fourteen. You know, the, the Tigers will, will score some points in this game. I feel like for my own sanity that um, I will back Warbrick first try scorer because he'll score five this game after I gave him a serve the other night. <laughs> At what point would you feel comfortable on the weekend? It's the 75th minute. How many points do you need to be ahead by to, to think you've still got it? 36. <laughs> I was going to say 18. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it. Like, if, you, if you're up by 10 and there's five to go... Like, if the Tigers the score the 36 points, I'll take it. Yeah. Melbourne might score 72, but shh. all right. Uh, the One of the crackerjack games of the weekend uh, on this uh, Friday night bonanza is the Dolphins hosting the Broncos at Suncorp. Kafusi's gone, so I assume uh, we get to see... Uh, let me just have a look here. Um, well, Jared Wallace is back for them. Uh, Mason T, wouldn't it? Mason T comes back onto so. the bench. I'll suggest Mark Nichols back, Wallace back, Stone on the bench. A suggestion that is an issue with Katoa, so Milford may well play in this game. And the Brisbane team, uh, full strength. They look good and look sharp, and they'll win this game. Uh, at Suncorp, I assume it's going to be sold out. If not, well, uh, old Ollie... Already, already sold out, I believe. I was going to say, Ollie Meltzer can report on the ratings in the crowd, so... Uh, well, I Ollie. saw today someone actually uploaded a screenshot. They went on to try and buy a ticket, and the whole thing's been... But they had the, you know, the map of the stadium. Yeah. Everything's been blacked out. That so. should be sensational. Yeah. That, that's exciting. And how good for rugby league. And, and Ollie, as you are the expert, in your opinion, um, how good have the crowds and ratings been this year? Uh, well, they've actually been solid so far. The only game that's really been a letdown was the Dragons-Titans game, and that's the only Shock. game that, uh, that's gotten under 10,000 people to the ground, and there's usually one or two per week. But so far, the first two rounds, Suncorp Stadium hosted the uh, highest attendance. It was first the Dolphins versus the Roosters, yep. and then the Broncos and Cowboys. Uh, but then round three, Allianz Stadium, the Roosters, and the Rabbitohs there. But if this game is sold out, then 
this will be the highest attended game to date. And to be honest, if they crack 50,000, I don't see any other games being played at uh, not, ANZ not Stadium cracking 50,000. Oh, oh if, we get to, if we get to Canterbury Tigers, you know, top four. Uh, in the well, semi-final of obviously. Uh, well, yeah, I'm talking regular. Melbourne was sold out, which I don't know. It's sixteen. Yeah, it was, yeah uh, about sixteen thousand there, but um, but maybe this is a bold prediction now. But I'm I'm tipping that we will have the highest attended regular season game in this one, and the only other one that could probably come close to beating it at this point now uh, will be the reverse fixture between these two at the same ground. Uh, what about Magic Round? Magic Round usually regular season fixture. Regular, well, it's still <laughs> season. Um, magic, you can't have, magic, you can't have magic rounds. But you, you, I know, I know what you meant. I know what, like you meant, single one off. Yeah, magic round yeah, still. Well, eh? No, magic, well, magic round still won't top this either. I don't think magic round. No, I, I think, don't think it was sold out. Last. How many? How much does yeah. the Gabba hold? Because Brisbane yeah. playing at the Gabba later this year. Do they really? Um, yes, yeah. because of the so women's World Cup. I think. Yeah, I think it might be forty-two. It might be 42. Uh, yeah, because I can just see just for the nostalgia. I feel like factor, it's 35, yeah. 38, but it could be yeah. since the renovations. Yeah. Uh, over that other side of Brisbane there. Uh, anyway, Brisbane will win this. Brisbane will win this. Uh, they're a good team. They are, might will be my favourite team right now, if you haven't noticed. Man, that should be Payne Haas because he'll do what he does every, each and every week and um, roll forward and... Uh, Dominate this aging forward pack. They're still stepping up. Kafusi's a big out in regards to that. First try scorer will be Herbie. Bit of footwork getting around um, the edges there. But this will be a cracker. I don't think this will be a blowout. I'm going to say 1 to 12, and I'm going to say the job's done late. If it is a blowout, it will be very late, as you said earlier, Ollie, with the other game. What are you thinking here, Dana? I think it'll be similar to the Dragons game last week. I think it'll yeah. be. Touch and go and potentially Dolphins in front with 20 to go before the Broncos uh, run away with it. Um, I'm going 13 plus. Um, but I do think I, I the Dolphins, I just, they're just that feel-good story at the moment. It's still going well for them. Everything's going right. A um, couple of the... Couple of the Former Broncos return back to Suncorp against the against the Broncos, so it's just yeah, the build up's going to be amazing. The atmosphere is going to be amazing, and Asako to score the first try against his against his former team. But yeah, Reese Walsh, he's um, where's he ranking at the moment for you guys in terms of fullbacks after? He's at the top his, of my heart. Uh, well, I'll say this. You'd have to think now the Kalen Ponga situation, we obviously know nothing about that, but if Walsh keeps playing with the form he does and Ponga can't be back by the time we have Origin 1 or he's out again, Reese Walsh should walk into the fullback spot, you'd have to think. Yeah. He's definitely he's, in the top couple. He's probably, he's probably closer to one than anywhere else, to be honest. Um, if he keeps playing the way he has been, he'll be in front of Ponga. Look at the first three weeks of this year, the... The, the three standouts have probably been Gutherson, Kennedy, and Bruce Walsh. Turbo. Oh, yeah, sorry. Forgot about Turbo. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely the top four. So. And Teddy's five. That's it. But, yeah, Reese Walsh is just – he's been amazing. Because um, who's – well, your alternative is AJ. So, yeah, I, well, AJ's good too. AJ's probably six. The Dolphins' yeah. fallback hasn't been horrible either. Yeah. 
But, but that's sort of like out of all the like he played. Rex Walsh does feel like he's clearly number one though after his first two games. And 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 Queensland love getting that Brisbane wave going. If Brisbane's flying, they'll pick the Brisbane fullback. Yeah, which is exciting. Like him in Origin will be exciting. It would be. Uh, who's going to go next, Ollie? Yeah, well, my fin is well and truly up. I'm back in the Dolphins wow. this week. But I will say, I feel like if this makes sense, this is the final week where the Dolphins will have that added incentive and that added boost. I guess that sort of storyline with it. Round one, obviously, their first game. Round two was uh, their return to Redcliffe. Round three, their first ever away game. Round four is their first ever big derby game against the Broncos. I think they'll be up for it. I think Wayne Bennett will get them up for it. Um, I feel like it'll be on the lower scoring end. I'm going to say that there's not... I'll say there won't be more than 24 points scored by the winner. And that's sort of what we've seen from Dolphins games so far, at least. Uh, Brisbane being a little bit different apart from that game against Penrith. So I'm going to say Dolphins 1-12. to in a close, gritty game. I, I feel like Brisbane will probably be the better team for the majority of it, but they'll just sort of hang in there, and I think they can hold on or just get over the top of them to win. First try scorer, I'm going to go with the hammer. And man at the match, I will say Tom Gilbert. And Barn, why will we be giving three Haas, two Reynolds, one Carrigan come next Wednesday? I've actually got an expectation. I think Ezra Mam's going to be the man of the match in this game, Ooh. to be honest. I think okay. you're going to see the tie- The Dolphins have been working overtime just to stay in. And I know they've won the three games, but they've had to work overtime in those three games to get to where they are in this point. And I think you're going to see some fatigue build up in the outside backs. And uh, in and around the second rowers, especially with someone like Mason Teague coming in and finding uh, and starting in that position where Ezra Man will be running. Um, and then I just got a feeling that your Tessie News and your Sarkos of the world going back to Brisbane in a sold-out stadium with a point to prove may just overcook themselves a little bit. Um, Bennett gets them up and going and then they just go too too far and their head they lose their head halfway through the game and get found out like a few quite a few times on their edges. So... I can see Brisbane stripping them late and scoring quite a few points and winning 13-plus with Ezra Mann being uh, the one to lay on quite a few tries in this game. And I'm going to go the first try scorer, uh, Ricky, on the right-hand edge there, crashing over as a back row. Beautiful. Super Saturday kicks off with the... As I just scroll a little bit further. Cowboys... Oh, it's an all-Queensland... Uh, Weekend with the Cowboys hosting the Titans. For the Cowboys, they Griff, Griffin Neem is starting at prop and Ruben Cotter's out. Uh, Mitch Dunn comes back onto the bench and um, Chris Randall keeps his spot and Titans are 1 to 17. Ollie, you're feeling confident for this derby? Uh, no, uh, but I will say Cotter is a big out for the Cowboys because despite their sort of drop-off in form, he has remained consistent, especially in defence. We sort of went over it last night in the review show, so I think he's a big out. However, the Titans, usually after winning an upset game, I find that they get a little bit complacent. Um, typically, the Cowboys still have that point to prove. They, they're just... Things aren't clicking at the moment. There are talks of... a 
drop off. I still think there will end up being a little bit of a drop off, but I feel like they will come good. And this could be the perfect game for them to maybe start picking up a bit of momentum again, especially at home. I'm going to say one to 12 to the Cowboys man of the match. And for, or I'll say first try score of Val Holmes man of the match. I'll say Chad Townsend leading him around in attack, but I'm, I'm going to be, once it comes game day, I'm going to be backing my boys here, uh, especially after the performance they did put in against Melbourne. Obviously, a lot of that did come down to the um, an absolute Melbourne capitulation for pretty much 80 minutes. But um, there were signs there of really good things, especially from David Fafita, and he's someone I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. It'll be interesting to see the matchup between him and a player who probably didn't play to our expectations of him last week, Jason Taumalolo, who was, was it, he was the only Cowboys forward to run over a hundred meters and he only just barely scraped by, didn't yes, he? So, nice. and yeah. And oh, great. Taumalolo's got a point to prove this week as well. So that probably doesn't help the Titans, but yeah, one to 12 to the Cowboys. I don't know if they run into each other too much to be honest. Um, Taumalolo oh, these days seems to play in the middle a bit more than I, I'm not saying they'll, they'll match up. No, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. statistically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I know you. I'm going to get the barn where Barn's going to tip the Cowboys and say they're going to bounce back. But the Cowboys are gone. I'm going to tip. Uh, I, I just, uh, I think they're just the form is the form. As I said last night, I think uh, they've got issues there. I'm not quite sure if they know the way out of it. I think they, the Titans, win one to twelve. They'll have points in them, and I'm not sure the Cowboys do. David Fafita, as you, he did a lot of the grunt work last week, we've been waiting to see. I think he backs that up and. Uh, is man of the match here, and I'm going to go first try scorer Aaron Shoup, uh, just barging over Shib- Shibasaki there, who somehow got another gig in first grade. Uh, I Yatama coming in definitely helps them. Cotter coming out definitely doesn't help them. So yeah, I they're somewhere in between here the Cowboys, and I'm just going to until I see otherwise, I'm going to go with the Cow with the Titans to keep their run going, Barn. I mean, I don't trust either team at this point, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I haven't trusted the Titans for a couple of years, and now I'm starting to, you know. But I didn't mm-hmm. trust the Cowboys at the start of last year until they proved me wrong at the back end. And they've started like a, a flaming pile of refuse at the start of this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the home team, to be honest. I'm, I'm not going, not picking a team because I think they're yeah, going to be better on the too. day. I'm just going to go that they've got the home team here. Um, Cowboys 1-12. to Reese Robson's probably been their best player, if not their second best player, really? week in and week out. So if they are to get the job done, I'd expect him to have a large involvement and maybe set up a try and score one of his own. Uh, but I am going to go David Fafita to score the first try. Dana? I think they might just start a little bit quicker than the Cowboys. I think because yeah. Cowboys have been starting so fast lately and... They have to change something, so I'm expecting them to probably try and build into this game and take it a bit further in and play towards the back end of the game. I can see. Uh, I know I tip to a tip, but I can see Cam Pereira burning someone off here and and running away. Danon, that's it. The Cowboys pretty much have started this year how we expected them to play last year. Um, <laughs> best way of putting it, uh, I, I'm going Ollie's Titans to win. Uh, I just think Ruben Cotter out is just too much um you it's been mentioned they're, they're missing gilbert as well who's obviously gone to the dolphins but just their their forwards just aren't 
performing like they were last year. Tom Lolo's nowhere near what he's been at. Um, if if the Titans forwards can repeat what they done last week and give it to to the Cowboys, I, I think they can dominate enough to to get hold on to like a one to twelve, similar to last week. Just I can see yeah. lots of points. It's Saturday afternoon up up in North Queensland. It could be like that 26-30 type scoreline. Um, and Khan Pereira to you know, catch the ball and fall over the line and score 30 points in Supercoach. <laughs> it, it is an interesting thing because one of the matchups is um, Fafita versus Nanai. And Nanai has, is not covering himself with any glory in terms of a defensive back rower. He could own Jeremiah here. Fafita's been having shots on both sides of the field at the start this year as well. So um, the other edge might come into question as well, <laughs> realistically. Well, finally, I love that Holbrook's <laughs> finally just gone, let's just put Mo here and Tina here, and then we'll work the rest out around it. Yeah, well, Fafita obviously starting on the right side, but basically as soon as they go to that shape with Boran on the left, he's going out of his way to get over there and get involved. He's been he's been allowed that flexibility to roam. And what wouldn't you when Foran's gonna drag that line in? Foran's yeah. tremendous at dragging those defenders in. He's um timing on that's perfect. And the last bloke you want when your shoulders the wrong way is Fafita coming at you. So the biggest thing with Fafita though is that it's the defense side of things that he's putting in the effort. Yeah. You know, he's always had the attack where he could win the Titans a game in ten minutes of running the ball. But it's his defensive efforts that I'm sure Titans fans are most happy with right now because it just hasn't always been there. Probably what, the last four games last year, we mentioned that he was making 30 tackles a game, 30 tackles a game, and he hasn't yeah. done it for his entire career. And he's, he's brought it again this year. So it's, 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 it's a scary thing um, to, to, you know, he, he could become that, that best second rower again, or at least in the talks of the best second rower in the comp again, if he can definitely hold on to that form. Moving forward. Well, it feels like you're bursting to say something. <laughs> well, it, it just, maybe it seems like he's gotten to the point now where he's re-signed and he's like, you know what, treating this like a holiday is getting kind of boring. I might, I might need a bit more of an effort, but it was, Barney brought up last year, funnily enough, for me, the game where he started really putting in that defensive effort was that, was it one or two games where he started at centre? And that's where he's sort of tackle output increase from what 15 to 20 25 tackles and it was weird because he was he was doing it in the centers and then ever since he's moved back to his his regular position that second row he's just kept it up maybe justin holbrook's maybe he's he's the genius maybe he's worked it out and he also had that light bulb moment oh i should be starting my photowaker okay so he maybe he's starting to get it now yeah easy to forget he's i think he's still only 23 or 24 isn't he no, yeah. Oh, and for uh, both they're of them. both pretty young. Yeah. They're both only young. They're um you know, they're still upside to both of them. And the second game on Saturday, as Danan just pointed out, we've got three on Sunday, which is I guess something to do. Uh the bunnies host the Seagulls with the poor Rabbitohs pack has fallen to bits. To Tola MCL, he's gonna be out for four weeks now. Uh, I believe they've also lost uh, or Sele through HIA and Shaq Mitchell. Uh, Shaq Mitchell does not look good from all reports. So they're going to open with Saluka Fafida and uh, Burgess in the front row. Colin Matungi host 
uh, Murray, bench is tough. Cheekham, Mawali, and Jed Cartwright. For the Seagulls, they are the same 17 that came down and did the job last week. Uh, Dana, what do you th- as you take a mouthful of water? What do you no, think no. there? <laughs> water. I'm just upset that Cheekham's on the bench. He's been a, a great little oh, pod for me and super coach. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, nice find too, for the record. The I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, obviously, South South are going to be stinging after the the loss. But as you as you mentioned, they're forward packed. They're, they're really scraping the barrel now. Um, what they they have to have at least five of their starting or or um their their top seventeen out in and in, in the forwards alone. Yeah, Manly full of confidence, top of the table. Um, what do we think of Schuster? Um, I thought it was fantastic last week. I thought it was great. Yeah. He um just he straightens that lineup quite nicely. Yep. Um so oh, I think I'll be going manly in a close one. I, I I just think manly will have the edge due to the forwards missing. Uh if South were full strength, it's a completely different story, but you gotta pick it on what, what's available. Um so yeah, manly one to twelve and uh Hank Scorpio first try scorer. <laughs> He'll be he'll be as shocked as all of us when he does. Barney, what are you thinking? My God, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, no, as you, as you mentioned, the South are going back to their second and third second and third changes in their in their prop rotation, but I still think they've got probably just enough to get over the over this manly side in the middle of the field, especially if you look at that interchange where you have Cheekam, Mawali, and Cartwright up against Kepi, Bullmore, and Ben Trigoyevich on top quite sure that um, the rotation is still as good as it should be for Manly when those three come on. Um, and you know, Moali's just going to put his head down and rush through the middle and Cheekam's got a bit of ball playing and footwork on an edge. So I think that South may be able to just outlast Manly in this one. I know Manly's been good and I've, I've been pretty high on them to start the year, but um, I just think the bubble might burst in this game and South may just open up the rack late in both halves and Damien Cook will take advantage. Uh, I think this game for me sets up as a game where he, he takes control at the back end of both halves of the game and really starts to open up the, the middle of the field and gets him the man of the match board. It's uh, Tass. Uh, I'm going to go with Isaiah Tass to score the first try on the on the left edge. Um, probably dummy to AJ and have the winger chase him and <laughs> step back inside and score on the inside of him. And um, South to just, just scrape by, by with maybe a two or four point no, I I am going to be more aggressive with this, and I think that when these when these teams lose their medals, it's it's more important than we probably give credence to. Uh, I'm going to say Manly, and I'm going to say one to twelve, only because I don't trust a Manly defence to not concede twenty five points either. So um, otherwise, I tip them thirteen plus. I think they can score points here, and I think um, they can steamroll and set up and play very well on. Um, yeah, just rolling down a field, getting their two back rows involved and then spreading it when they need to. Schuster coming in, drawing the line a bit for the run. Tommy Turbo run amok on the back of that. He, um, it's he, part of the thought uh, due to Walker and just when they get behind, he just just niggles and just it's absolute garbage from him. I know you mentioned it yesterday, but it's just like... Well, when, yeah, of course it is. Behind, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's like if, if they're in front... 
Walker could set up five tries and they could win by 30. Yeah. Could you imagine a halves pairing of Mitch Moses and Cody Walker? Oh, jeez. That'd be... Could you? Oh. But anyway. You uh, need to on the field. I, I digress. Uh, first try... Your halves and your bench. Uh, First try scorer will be uh, Ruben Garrick. I'm not going to overthink this one. Uh, It'll be the Sucky. Schuster sucks him in. Tommy draws a man, and then Garrick just waltzes over. Um, And yeah, uh, man of the match. Let's get Tommy Turbo. Tommy's back. He'll he'll be flattered by Schuster, flattered by DCE, and uh, we'll all everyone will get to rave about him again next week. Ollie. This is probably the hardest game for me to tip this round, but uh, just on the point of Cody Walker as well, something that I, I didn't explicitly bring up um, last on last night's show, but it's something that I've mentioned multiple times probably since we started the show in 2020, and it's just what Cody Walker does. At the start of each season, you sort of don't know what you're going to get. You can sort of be a bit up and down, but there usually always comes a point sort of early in the season where – South Sydney will either get a big win that he'll have a hand in and he'll that'll boost his confidence and he'll be on fire for the next five weeks or so. But also on the flip side of that, if there's a game that doesn't go his way or South Sydney seem to lose a big game, especially one where he loses his head, aka possibly, I don't know, a game against their biggest rivals where he, as I said, turned on the peanut with three minutes to go, he, he usually he just looks like he's depressed and doesn't want to be there for the next 10 weeks or so. So I feel like that if history is anything to go by, I think that switch has turned on and we might not see a, a huge performance out of Cody Walker until, I don't know, when South Sydney are next versing a, a bottom four quality side. But um, I don't think we're going to see anything too big from him. And that also, as I've mentioned before, does tend to hurt Ilias a bit. I'm hoping, and I don't think it will impact him as much this year because I think he has gotten better. But what does that also mean? If Walker's not putting in as much effort, Latrell has to get more involved in the game and we know how he likes to more be that clutch player and just sort of chip in when he's needed for a big play. Also, Damian Cook, a lot more earnest on him. I think he's been very good to start this season. The best start for him to a season uh, for at least a couple of years, I think. So that'll help, but... I'm going to side with Daggy here. I think that the outs in the forward pack, they're just making me lean towards Manly. Um, Barney nearly swayed me back with the bench because I don't know why Ben Travojevic is on this bench when K.O. Weeks is already there. For some reason, Manly seemed to see him as a second rower. He's a center. Like, I, he, he's just not... I know he's tall, but I don't think he's got the size really uh, to be playing in the forwards. Yeah, I do, yeah. I, Should I, be simply over... Um, over Travojevic on the bench, one hundred percent. But he I must will, be like a. He just must be like a fantastic track worker, like a, a great yeah. trainer. He must yeah, just snap absolutely. people. At and he's training. got his brothers there too. I'm sure. Yeah, but like he must have training. He must just train his ass and and fold people in after training and stuff like that. I just but. think because um, you're going to have Schuster run to that left with Tuolagi. I just the the reason I've gone south is basically Kulamatangi, and I was going to have him as my man of the match. I think he's going to make it a point of rattling to Alagi and Schuster when they try to play that slow play down that left-hand side, and he's going to come rushing out to try and put some shots. Yeah, on. but is that detrimental? Playing a couple of blokes up. So. Him and Ola Kawado this week will be a great watch. Outstanding. Yeah, I don't know All if they're going to line up against each other, but they're just they're very similar players. Cameron Murray adds 10 times anything Ashley is going to bring. So. But... <laughs> I, I'm running last in the they seem, top, to be so. pull, they seem to be <laughs> pulling them anyway. 
they seem to be pulling Murray off early. Is that just because he's going so high? I think it's just because he's good looking. The, I'd pull him off the first early. two games, it was all right. Did you just say because he's good looking? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want him to get a start in the face. <laughs> No, he was. Um, yeah, he's like around the. He's only averaging like. No, he was apparently he was gassed. Yeah, and he, more often than yeah, the yeah. <laughs> like yeah, sixty sixty-ish minutes the last two games. So, I think they try. They try to give him that little spell, a good twenty minutes around at halftime. Hmm. Uh, who hasn't tipped here, Dana? Uh, I haven't given uh, it was full, full predictions as yeah, of yet. Yeah. So I'm going to go Manly one to twelve. Daily Terry Evans, man of the match because I feel like this will be one of these games where he's consistent with his in-play kicking, right? But there are some games where it just stands out and it's, it comes close to getting Manly in those positions to win games. I feel like this will be that type of game. Um, he's, well, he's the, 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 he's the best half on the field. Yeah. He cops more hate out of fucking most halves in the game, mate. Like, seriously, he's a seriously good player. And the amount of hate that they guy cops. Not wrong. <laughs> most of it's from Queenslanders. <laughs> All Manly fans, I've seen uh, Johnny down the Grey Gums, massive Manly supporter, bags him every time he sees him get Could the ball. Imagine DC at the Tigers, my god! <laughs> Not oh. everyone's going to play for Tigers, right? Could you imagine? Could I, uh, like, apparently, Will Kennedy is. But uh, you've had, you've had about eight different <laughs> halfbacks playing for the Tigers in the last two days. Williams and DC is at halves. <laughs> RTS at fullback. How good's yeah, life? Trindle in there, freaking Hughes. And- uh, no, I just need something. I'm five years in this podcast. I need to cling to something. Are we done here? Anyone else? Uh, first try scorer. Let's go uh, to a All right. Sunday, we get the uh, Super Sunday ticket, which might not be a bad shout for a beer barney, even though I've got no children. Uh, we can talk about it off air. Is uh, 2 o'clock kickoff with uh, the Warriors hosting the Bulldogs at Mount Smart. Sharns is back. Uh, to hopefully pick up his hot form. The, uh, Wade Egan's unfortunately out, and as is Barnett after his um, nerve injuries last week. Jackson Ford back as well for them to start. Uh, so the team looks pretty good. And Canterbury have the same team as last week with 18th man uh, Braden Burns. No TPJ just yet. What are you thinking here, Ollie? Well, shit, it's taken me four weeks to tip the team that at the start of the year I tipped to win the wooden spoon to win oh, a you're game. Are going to do it? You're going to do it? Oh. I'm going to do it. Um, and in large part, it's going to come down to what we've been talking about for the Warriors all year so far. And we were praising it last night on the show, the Ford Pack. I feel like Warriors Ford Pack can, with due respect, quite easily boss this Bulldogs forward pack, which I think has been solid so far this year, but um, I can see you do your tour who's and you add for newer Blake's role in these blokes with Nia Corey getting on the back of that. Um, and again, setting them up in good positions for Sean Johnson to hopefully be able to get good ball out um, to the edge players. And we spoke about the ball playing last night as well of both Tamari Martin and Sean Johnson. I'm going to say warriors one to 12, First try scorer, I'm going to go Edward Cossey, man of the match. It's got to be Torhu, but Barney won't want to give him three points or any points. Because <laughs> he only makes 60 tackles and just it was just yeah, Torhu. Barney is biased against Fords getting points. Yeah. He only wants halfbacks. <laughs> He's also back. biased against good players. Torhu's getting three oh, points uh, here. Torhu's getting three because um, Warriors will win. You're right. I have nothing more to add. Warriors will win. 
this will become a big grind to the middle, and uh, uh, Andrew Webster, it turns out, knows how to coach. Um, the structures will remain in place. I think this will be sort of a 24-20 scoreline, but I, I, I'm hoping and praying the... Uh, not praying because I don't care that much. Uh, the, I'm hoping the uh, the Mount Smart crowd gets them home. There'll be some sparkling stuff from the, the big outside backs, and uh, it's a great clash. Alamode, uh, Avarillo, and Kiraz against um, these big boys out the back. Really excited to see that. Charns will be outstanding. I'm going to give him first try. Torhu, man of the match, one to twelve Warriors. Dana. Uh, go on the Bulldogs. I think Barnett and Wade Egan out are too much. Okay. Yeah. Fair, um, fair. Because pretty much for those, those parts that you've been wrapping, how good the forwards have been, it, it has been a lot of. Egan. And Wade, Wade Egan, and we talked about Robson, but Wade Egan is the form hooker of the comp. He has been sensational, and, and that's why I just if if he's in, I tip them. Yep. Um, and and that's all it is. It's the only reason I'm going um going the Bulldogs, um. Jacob Caraz, is it too early to say potential origin bolter? He's leading the Dally M's after three rounds. You got to jump, jump Fox. You got to jump Fox and Tupo. Mm. Well, I think he can jump the Fox if Is he that? keeps going. He's got youth on his side. He'd love, but he gets in and does the dirty I, work. I think Freddie really would be well. too scared to leave Fox out this year after the World Cup. Potentially, potentially. But he, I assume he just, he's, uh, he's a Bulldogs junior, so he's new South Wales. Yeah, yeah, they were. But um, it's just top four. He, but it's it's not just the try scoring ability. It's the fact that it, it's his defense is good, and but he just loves the dirty work. He seems to yeah, doesn't right. mind getting getting in dummy half and doing those hard yards. Um, but the the Bulldogs, they they're pretty much doing what I guess you want your Tigers to do. They're they're starting to gel much quicker. Um, good win on the weekends. And just they're hitting the Warriors, I guess, at the right time with a couple of injuries to to some key players. Um, Karaz, first try scorer, and Burden, man of the match. Um, yeah. What do you think, Barn? Have we all just missed kick out here? I don't think I can tip, uh, tip a team with Jade Nockenbore and Corey Waddell on the bench, to be honest. <laughs> Is Nockenbore Seriously. On? Ockenball. I did not mention it. Sorry, I, I did not mention it. Their, their bench is Ockenball, Waddell, Tanner, and Brandt. Like, what? Surely that changes. And I um, I had massive wraps on what Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavanga did last week. You had yeah. Bailey Sirenin in there who he doesn't do it often, but he is a game changer as well. When he has when he when he's on, he can be a game changer as well. So you got three blokes in here in this Warriors bench come on and break open a game compared to maybe Farman and Brown who might have some sort of impact. But yeah, I, I just I've been pretty um, pretty bullish on the Warriors and what they've been doing through the middle of the field for the, the first three games of this year, and I can't see it changing. I think they will be quite dominant against this Bulldogs pack, who who do have a lot of workers and guys that can do it, you know, can that will work all day. But there's not a lot of X factor in there apart from kick out from mine. So I can see the Warriors dominating the middle of the field. I thought. Tom Marie Martin and Sean Johnson last week were really good together, and if they can kick up the same kind of combination in this one, I can see them winning and maybe getting close to 13 plus. But I'm going to stay on the safe side and tip the Warriors one to 12 at home. Uh, Sean Johnson, man of the match, I think um, oh, yeah. he's been building the last two weeks in a row, and I think that um, if he if he's kicking games on point, that'll start them in the right direction, and then he can start putting some guys into holes to score some points. 
Uh, but I'm going to go Josh Shadow-Carr first try. Might, maybe a trick shot off Burton, that, that play they like to do, the early kick down the left-hand edge. Some points for the dogs first up. But. So half-back, the man of the match, not Torhu Harris. No. Okay. That's right. We, we, all, <laughs> get, we all get <laughs> votes here, Oliver. He's changed. He's changed. Lair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Knights and Raiders at McDonald Jones, 4 o'clock. Where Newcastle have named Saifidi, is still waiting on confirmation. There, they Actually, get Jade... man of the match is coming from this one. I would. Jaden Braley is coming back, and uh, Mazu comes in for Dom Young, who's been dropped. Wow. Yeah. The uh, yeah. and Leo Thompson moves from lock to prop, and Jack Hetherington goes to the bench. Kurt Mann comes back to lock the scrum. Papai's back for the Raiders, so Gula goes back to the bench, and Zach Wolford does start, as we suggested for Levi, because apparently there's an aversion to Tom Starling playing 80 minutes. Uh, what are you thinking here, Barn? I think Newcastle get rolled through the middle. Um, Papai back in is a massive in, and I just think that frees up Joseph Tarpanay to do what he's been doing um, previously when those two were together. They'd go the one-two hit up and then Tapanea jump in on the third or fourth tackle and get an offload away or play before the line. And I think he's going to be man of the match. I think he's going to take control well and truly at the back end of this game and he will be man of the match. Hudson Young to score the first try. I think they're going to go back to that setup that they really like with the back rowers charging in on on, um, on those lines and causing problems for this Newcastle team that, yeah, realistically their defence has not been great for the entire season. I can see them scoring a few points and, um, you know, having pressuring the, the Raiders at, at times in this game, but I think the Raiders will last longer than the, this Newcastle team will and it'll be Canberra 1-12, Tarpanay man of the match and Hudson Young first try score. So I guess hell didn't quite freeze over. It just got cool for a bit because now you're back with us. <laughs> Ollie? Um, for some weird reason, I just... I'm not certain on this one. I am going to go with the the safe bet of Canberra, um, but I feel like this could this has a, a Canberra letdown written all over it with a Newcastle win in it. It 100 percent does. And, uh, in that, I'm terrified of it from right both now. teams, and you could just see both teams being horrible. But uh, I am going to go Canberra here. I'll say one to twelve. Both teams will make at least ten errors. Um, Man, man of the match. I'm going to go with Barney, Joey Tarpany. We love our forwards and first try scorer. I am going to go with Albert Hopawati. Damon, can you tip a draw? Yeah, of course you're allowed to. <laughs> and you'll be considered a genius forever. And the one time I tipped a draw, <laughs> I got it. It won't also, be the same. Man. I've just, this is just a weird memory I've had. Do you remember that season, what, 16 maybe, where Newcastle, I think they beat the Tigers, but then they had a draw and they lost every other game? I'm pretty sure that draw was against Canberra, was it not? Oh, potentially. Yeah, Probably two different sides now, but. I, uh, I, I, yeah. Sure, sure. You tell us, Ollie. It's your for opinion. The, <laughs> for the sake of the tipping comp, I think I'd, I'd just go Raiders because. You know, I, when can you ever tip a draw? But th- this could be two all, or it could be twenty all, or like it just. 
I don't know. I really don't know. Canberra Canberra's one of the sides that I tipped at the start of the year to drop out of the eight, much like my Eels. Um, so that's doing exactly as we thought. Adam O'Brien, I thought, would be the first coach sacked, and that's also still a good possibility. Um, I just... I, this... I really don't know. This is... Do you have, like, the wet fart sound? Because that's this game. There you go. <laughs> so, like, for, for the, have for to the sake of it... I have produce the wet fart sounds myself. It's yeah, just over the you know, it's, it's the type of game where nothing special will happen, but Jack Wyden probably scores the first try or sets up the last try or something and earns himself man of the match and Raiders win 1-12 and everyone just says, thank God it's over. I I know what you're saying, and I, I sort of agree in that I actually am not calling for O'Brien's head because I think the Newcastle Knights have overperformed this year and I think they'll do the same here. I think I don't think they'll win, but I don't think this will be a, a slaughter by any means. Uh, I think they've got some mongrel in their spine now and some attacking points in their spine um, once they work it out and once they you know, eventually move Hastings to lock like everyone else wants to do. Uh, but I think that, uh, as you've said, the steamroll is going to come up the front there and I think this will be a Fords game. I think man of the match, probably Tarpanay. First try scorer will go with Whitehead. I think it's just going to be like a bulldozer sort of game where crash play is going to be key and... Um, Fitzgibbon will get a try, Whitehead will get a try, someone else will tap and run 10 metres and get a try. I think it's that sort of game. And uh, I agree, Whiten might come out the back and have a dummy half run or throw a ball and, and win him this game. So let's go with, um, yeah, 1-12 Canberra. Uh, as I said, first try scorer, Whitehead, man of the match. Yeah, probably Tarpanay. Did I repeat myself then? Probably. Dragons, <laughs> Sharks, 6 o'clock. At uh, Netstrata. Um, so the big Super Sunday ticket continues for uh, apparently uh, the Dragons are shopping around for a coach, according to NRL 360. I saw today. So, hey, good on Hook for making it to round, uh, round four. Uh, <laughs> the, he's reapplying for the position, apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. Apparently he's done yes. nothing wrong, but you know. Well, they're one and one and they've had a buy. You'd think they'd wait at least a Fuck, few more. Just like a ma- way, way to kick the boot in. Fuck me. Dragons board. Wait, wait, wait for him to actually drop off a cliff first because he's flanning in a dollar sixty or what? Like, oh. Madge might be back. Who knows? Anyway, surely he's I'll not take, crazy. I'll take either. <laughs> Same, Jason Rolls. Uh, Brad, Brad Arthur. If, if you get it, like, yeah, they can have Brad. They if you just Brad. want roll, and apparently Jason Rolls has got massive reps on him as a good coach. If you just want to do that, like, go and do it. Like, why fuck around? Just go. You know what? Should have done it in the off season. Exactly. That's right. it. Yeah. Exactly if you're doing right. it, if you're doing just, it this early, it should mate, have been done already. He's like, I know the Tigers are a basket case, but fuck me, like, <laughs> they make them. You know, they're on the they're on the same level. Anyway, here they go. Catchman's back here after his HIA. Uh, Aaron Woods and uh, Omone on the Telltale Omone's on the extended bench. So who knows? We might see him back. Hopefully, no hammer in hand. Uh, we get um, Nico's back and Trindle named in the extended bench. What are you laughing at, Oliver? <laughs> for a second, I, was, I thought to myself, you're so stupid. The hammer doesn't play for the track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, here we are. Uh, Barney, come on. What's going to happen here? You want to see, but you want to see Ben last week, I'm assuming. He's got yeah, Nico's back. It's going to be amazing. 
the goal line defence is what they need to fix. It's been a glaring thing for the first three three games that they've played. They've <laughs> played in a lot of crash plays, as we mentioned on Tuesday, uh, Monday, sorry. And yeah, if it, if that continues, there are a chance of losing this game. But I, I don't think it does. I think the Sharks will be strong enough in the middle to probably control the field position for most of the game. Like Trindle on the bench, I would have preferred him to be named at six, but <laughs> that's a whole different story. Um, he can come on and play some hooker, maybe at a pinch play that 13 role where McGuinness is playing and push him to an edge. But, um, yeah, the Sharks have built up a pretty good record down at um, Matt Strato as well with the couple of years that they had to play down there. and They've got no fears going down there to play because they had a really good record down there over the recent Wait, seasons. Should... So... Sorry, keep going. No, no, go on. No, you go. <laughs> I think the Sharks... I... I think the Sharks will just be slightly better in the middle of the field and that they've just got way more points in them than this Dragon side do. So I expect them to, to um, put on the points at the back end of this game and win 13+. plus. I'm going to go man of the match before. I, he was extremely fired up last week and played one of his better games that he has for a while. And if he can continue that form, I can see him charging through a few holes and scoring probably a double, maybe maybe even a hat-trick in this game. And I've got him at man of the match. And um, yeah, I'm going to go first I'll, Back it up with Nakora for the first try as well. Dana? Nico. Nico, Nico, Nico. He's going to come back and... I call him Nico. Nico? Nico Hines? You can call him Either, No matter Hines what it is. You know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's sorry, no, just... I no, I might be wrong. Um, And sorry if I am. Um, I, he, I just don't think he's going to miss it. The All-Stars game, he was amazing. And I just, I think he's just going to come in and just control the field, just like he done for the Sharks last year, by the season last year for them. Um, they just, everyone, he's one of those players that everyone seems, he just gets everyone else to lift. Uh, it makes everyone that's playing on his outside better. Um, and I, I can see them comfortably beating the Dragons this week. Uh, I know the Dragons went to the wire with the Broncos before that late fade. I think that late fade, they're, they're the type of things that linger in the, the brain a week later. Um, if, if the Sharks can come out and score two or, two or three within the first 20 minutes, it, it very well could just be, be a blowout. Um, Mulatalo, uh, first try scorer. Nico Hines, man of the match. Sharks by 20. It's going to be the biggest biggest gap of the weekend. Wow, I like it. I, I like what you're saying, and and why not? Let's pile on Sharks thirteen plus. Uh, I think class will prevail here. Uh, Nico need to run, and uh, I'd love to see. And I think it's going to happen. I'd, I'd love to see Trindle and Nico as a combination at some point. But uh, I agree with Barn. Nicora is going to score a couple of tries here. If he doesn't. Uh, Wilton, if you're going to have your same game multi, as they say, uh, Nakora and Wilton throw them both in, they'll both score a try in this game. And uh, let's give Man of the Match Bubba Kendi, he'll get one too. I think this will, um, I, I think they didn't play well last week, but their structure was in place, and this will come to the fore here. Uh, Ollie, am I underrating the Dragons at all? I don't think you are, but I, I, I am going to go Cronulla 1-12 to because just so far this year, they haven't been completely convincing, especially last week against Canberra. Plus, it generally against the Dragons for some reason, they always win, but it's always sort of closer 
than you think. Um, another interesting point, I don't know if this is coincidental or not, but three derbies in one round, we got Parapenra. I was the, about to say, if, the, uh, so, you know, it's going to say all for, frothing, Oliver. Yeah, you've stole all frothies. Because if this isn't the, uh, <sighs> keep going and we'll, we'll come back. Because if this isn't the greatest <laughs> Matt Nabel clip we've seen all year, we've got the Titans uh, and Cowboys, we've got the... Dolphins in Brisbane. We got Penrith Parra, and we've got the shy. We've got the whatever they call it that you got in trouble for not calling it last year. The Shire clash. If this isn't the greatest Matt Nabel three minute spiel I've ever seen, it'll be a letdown. You'll you'll have to cancel Vince's Fox subscription. I'm sure Forbes is paying for it. But um, um, I'm going to go Nico, man of the match on return, though, and I'm going to say Ronaldo Mulatalo. Now, this just popped into my head, and I've just kind of got to blurt it out, so bear with me here. Now, obviously, you go back throughout people's lives and their lineage and their their ancestry, and some people tend to get their their surnames from odd places. I 100% guarantee at some point, one of Toby Couchman's ancestors got done for nicking someone's lounge and they got the last name wrong. And they're like, what'd you do again? Oh, you stole someone's lounge? Couchman, 100%. Because how else would it be the last name? <laughs> what did you do, bro? I stole a couch for you. <laughs> oh, I'm the first fleet that got sent over for stealing loafers. Now, I'm not saying that Couchman... Oh, were on the first fleet or anything. I don't know anything about them, but at some point, an ancestor of Toby Couchman's, and I'm tipping it was something to do with nicking a couch because usually it's something to do with the law and it's a police officer that gives them the name. But at some point, an ancestor of Toby Couchman's had to have some sort of connection to furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell is that clip from that? What's that Adam Sandler movie? When that three and a half minute... Yeah. garbage. We are now all dumber. <laughs> <laughs> no. And unfortunately, the only thing Toby Rudolph's parents ever did wrong was like Christmas. But anyway, let's. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, that's it. Thanks. Tremendous <laughs> note to finish on. Oliver. The Velvet Flog is back, and uh, I love you for it. Uh, yeah. We need to talk Supercoach because that's why Danon's on. Yeah, do you want to throw all your questions at us right now, Danon? Oh, Teddy. Are you holding or is it is Walsh? He'd gone a long time ago. Yeah, oh, wow. So that long ago? Okay. Barney? I've still got him in my setup at the moment. Um, yeah, that's, I've got other issues and I've been looking around, but I, I dare say my boost interchange this week will be to use Teddy to, to go to Walsh. All right. The, I can't the big see one, any other options. The big one for the week is Nico. Are you jumping on straight away or... Uh, I know Cleary's a, a big trade out this week for him, um, just with the high break even. What, what's your thoughts there, guys? Money-wise, it makes sense. Um, absolutely, it does. Uh, looking at close to 100 grand, I think it is, for Cleary to drop this week unless he hits over 100. And even then, he's still going to be losing money. So, um, yeah, it, he's got to hit like a sense. 160, I think, is his break. Yeah, just to break like, even. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, even if he does turn up this weekend, he's still probably looking at losing about 50K. I'm not sure. Uh, well, going straight to Nico is a bit of a worry, but um, I, I can't see any other things out, stones, I, I, to be honest. So. I wouldn't be going. I, and, and as you know, I am pod six, so I just 
refuse to listen to anyone else. Um, and I'll also get the champ's thoughts in a sec, but... Oh, oh, yeah, I noticed he bought the belt back. <laughs> yeah, but um, I can't see... I can't necessarily see Cleary turning up. And I also, Nico might only play 60 minutes. Uh, Trindle is on the bench, and uh, they might just want to nurse him through 50, and if they're up by 20, he comes off. I don't know if I'm charging in yet. Um, the one I'm looking for, uh, my halves are a shambles, but um, the one I'm looking for is I'm starting to think Reynolds. I'm starting to think he can get me to Origin, and then I'll worry about Cleary after Origin. Uh, maybe Reynolds, and now DC's had the buy. Maybe the two I can back. Um, see how I go there. Uh, my question, yeah. thoughts, anyone? Ollie? Well, you've you mentioned Reynolds. I've I've gone um, Ezra Mam. I've bought Ezra Mam in for Dewey this week. Which well, is be my that's next my one. next question. Dewey's gone to fullback. He's six hundred and ten. He's dropped. He's dropped forty k or something. Like, I don't. I don't know what to make him a fullback. I don't know. He's he's still got the massive break even. I but I just I think the Broncos draw. It's just very, very good. And and, and no buy to Origin. No buy to origin. Adam Reynolds has never been a very big super coach. But he's player. this year. This year he's he's having the tries. Oh, if, they keep, if they can and keep scoring seven, and eight tries kick, a game, kicks five goals a game or six goals. That, that, that's what I mean. So that's where his points come from. But Ezra Man's just that running five eights. Um, none of these players really, apart like Nico and and Cleary, were the end of the year halfbacks, but. Five eight wise, uh, I think it's still Brown and Munster are the top two, and that's who you want to be running home with. But the obviously with the buy and and how the change in the the season structure is, it, it just makes it just that little bit difficult this year. Um, especially with this new eleven day protocol, how does that make you work your bench now? It, it almost feels like you need to have a strong. Well, I just want. I just. I, I'm trying to keep depth on the bench. Uh, I'm yeah. lucky enough. I've got Preston, which I'll probably just keep all year. Uh, I've got Josh Hodgins as a second hooker, so I can play elsewhere. Lindsay Collins, I'm sitting out, but I've still got strong props. So, um, yeah, question mark. I've got my half for my my five eights, AJ and Dewey, and I feel like I could almost biff off Dewey for Schuster and still be in front and bank four hundred. Like it's it's an interesting thing. So that's that's where I'm heading just to shore up. My weak point is my back, and um, 400k gets me a, a Karaz or gets me a, in a year, week time, gets me Manu back. So I'm sort of leaning that way a little bit. Um, you, and, I, you and, and you just cop it. Yeah, Ollie, <laughs> what do you reckon? Ollie's staying quiet here. Bro. There's a method to my madness because here's the thing I've got the belt, I'm the champion. Now I've got all of these tips I could be giving out, and I've got all of these thoughts and all of these methods to my madness. <laughs> But in doing that, why would I want to give up this belt by giving you guys insider knowledge that I have? So what I'll say instead is, right, is this not the best belt, like the best wrestling championship of all time? I was only just the, wing it, the winged eagle is the only one better. I, I think it's the, uh, the wow. big belt for anyone listening, who, uh, an old wrestling fan, the the old world heavyweight championship belt. I think this is far and above. This is the for those listening on uh, Rick Spotify, it's the Ric Flair belt. The Ric Flair NWA WCW belt. It is the greatest bar the winged eagle. I, I, for some reason, just loved the hardcore belt as a kid. 
that wasn't that the winged eagle belt smashed up. Smashed up. Yeah, yeah. it was it something was. like that. Gift into Mick Mayor Foley Clyde. sticky tape shit over the top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, I, the IWGP, the the classic Okada IWG belt is as good as that. Barney, tell us what are we doing with our halves here? Fix this for me. Fix the halves, Barney. What? Yeah, what's the plan moving forward? My halves are an absolute shambles. You can't tip a fucking winner and you don't have a clue about Supercoach. I'm glad we did the podcast. Absolutely. Oh, I can review a game. Yeah, it's all right. That's, <laughs> That's about it. But very um, good on the stats. I've still got Cleary in there at the moment. Um, and I'm probably going to take the 50k loss, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm really trying to look. I think I'm going to try and free up some money and have Jewel, Nico and Cleary. And just run them through the rest of the season. That, um, that's what I've got for that reason. No more trades, and just you've got your halves for the rest of the year. Does this season Absolute, feel the like thing that might hurt you is Origin time? But if you can get, um, you know, you might you only have to play the thirteen during Origin time anyway, so you could probably just sit them both out. Yeah, so remind me again. Fill in some holes through and the middle. That so. was part of the reason why. So I'm doing... Origin, they just pick your your top thirteen players, eh? That's it. Yeah, that's right. So if you do have a hole in your halves, you're going to get your AE. You're going to get your auto emergency off your bench anyway. So it, um, as long as you've only sort of got one one hole in your in your lineup come Origin time, it's probably not going to be the the biggest issue in the world. And if you can't see any problem with running dual halves in Cleary and Irons for the majority of the season, then unless there's obviously injury, so. Um, I think I'm going to probably cop a loss on Cleary and probably Nico in three or four weeks down the track, to be honest. But you only lose the money if you sell them. So, um, who's you, who's the rest? One of the biggest problems is my five eight. To be honest, I started with Din, being expecting him to be hot, and I tipped him to be medallion medalist at the end of the year, and he started. Yeah. No, we're near deadly and medalists. I'm the same. Deedon's going to man for me there this is, week, so I know is, exactly what you're talking about. There's no five at answer. And I had um, Cooper Johns because I expected uh, Schuster to be out for a few more weeks, and I was hoping to maybe make a little bit of cash and then go sideways to um, to Schuster. But it, it still is a downgrade. I can make a hundred grand there, bring Schuster in, which can let will, will probably let me run the dual halves, and then I'm going to have to. Probably downgrade one of my back rowers, but um, I think five eight has an answer there, Daggy. It's just you can't have your halves and your five eight set already. I, I do think it's Brown and Munster. I think they've already yeah, Munster also, played one game. Also, in this with this year, you've got to set up to have six blokes on a bench you have to play because you're gonna have to. You, you can't burn Person the trade every time. I've got Especially Lindsay Collins. The... Like you, I, my, my front rows: Harris, uh, Stefano. Collins and soon it would also be Taupinate. Yeah. And I'll just rotate them. You just go, okay, you pick it. Whoever they're playing, you might go, okay, they'll have a big game. Also, they have a buy. They just sit there. You've got to, you've got to have better depth than you've had. Definitely. Um, I'm just going to cherry AJ pick up Dewey the, in my. I, I'm probably. I, I can see myself keeping AJ all year as a five eight, and yeah. then it just be what I do with the second one. Whether I, I could. I could go to Schuster now, bank four hundred, and be happy having Schuster for Dewey. Uh, and if Dewey comes out and scores five tries, I'll live with it. I'm just going to cherry pick a couple of the top projected um, point uh, money makers for the next for the next round. Um, Jermaine Hopgood's made one hundred and fifty five already. 
I'd be surprised if nobody's got him in their team, but if you haven't, get him because he's probably going to end up on 600 because you're still going to get another 150 out of him, um, even though you're late on the boat. Karaz is a funny one for me because there's going to be games where he's only going to score 30. Um, he's probably, he's made 70 now. Karaz is the new Bizza. I think so. I, I've got Karaz and don't plan on selling him for the rest of the year. Yeah, he will make another 50 to 100, but... Oh, probably not even that, actually. He may may make another 50 to 70, but there are going to be games where he's only going to have 20 or 30. He's, all, he's also too expensive to, to just bring in for the sake of bringing him yeah. in. He's, he's past uh, that. Alisi Katoa, 485 grand is probably not a bad, um, like if he's your number one reserve second rower on the bench. He's already made, again, another 75. He's probably going to make another 75 to 100 on top of that by the end of the season. And then you can really trade him to someone who's on fire at the back end of the year or post-origin. Um, Stefano Utkamano, you mentioned him at the start of the year. You really needed to get on him at the start of the year. He's made 50. He's probably going to make another 100. He'll get to five. Um, yeah, he'll make another 50 probably this week and then slowly go up another 50 or 60 and make you 150 grand. And then you can look at your options, whether you keep him or not. Tyrell Sloan, only at 300,000. Um, and is having a big impact at times at fullback. So he will have games where he will go close to a ton uh, probably every second or third week, and I expect him to probably be worth Good 600 shout. grand come origin yeah. time. So there's yeah. 300 grand that you might be able to make. Although, I'll just say, he's probably that little yeah. bit, he's just that, you know you get those players that are a bit twixt in between with that 400, yeah. like not quite... Naden's that uh, one where if if you can get Naden, if Naden was three fifty, you'd be all over him four hundred. Anyone upgrade from a two eighty player to four? Naden is out, has been Naden's been Tiger's best player all year, and he will keep putting what he does in. He'll score tries. He'll he does a lot of work now, Brett Naden. And if you don't have Taruba in your team by now, get him this yeah. week because he's going to make a hundred grand this week, and then probably a hundred grand in the next two or three weeks on top of that. So, yeah. and he's someone that. Um, if they do have somebody come in and take his spot, you can easily move him on for somebody else and you've made two, three hundred grand by the time he's finished. So Absolutely. So All right, what's yeah, what is Yeah, I was the only other one was just who who's your biggest disappointment so far? Was there any other? Uh, like for me personally it's Dearden. I, I put a lot of yeah. Um by the sounds of it, yeah, you're the same, Barney. Cheese was one as well, um, even though he came back pretty strong. Actually, no, actually, actually Will Warbrick's the biggest disappointment. Yeah, well, <laughs> but he was a bottom still, dollar. Bottom dollar can't be disappointed. True. Um, it's like Pele. I've got Pele from the, the Bulldogs who's not even playing now, just sitting in my front row on 216K, Same. and I can't, yeah, I, I can't I, do I, anything. I'm going to beef him off for Schuster, I've decided, because he's just he'd be it's a liability. Because they gave him so many minutes in the trial, and he looks so good, and now yep. he comes into well, I think I think they discovered Preston. And, they just play 10 or 15 and, minutes. And, and there's no upside because Tavidi's going to be back soon. He's going to be out. That's yeah. it. And now so I, think I, it, I, I think he might go for me. The more I think of this. Uh, Warbrick, definitely a disappointment. Dewey, a disappointment, but 40% of the comp on him, so he, everyone's with us. Um, yeah. Fullback's going to be interesting this week because I don't know what his attacking upside is there. I don't know changes. We'll see. We'll see. And yeah, if, if Walsh wasn't going as well as he was, I'd probably be leaning towards keeping Tedesco because you know he's going to drop 100, but he's going to get back up to a sort of name where he started at some point. It's just how you end Origin. Yeah. Origin's right. going to be there. Now with Walsh, 
got two two hundred grand you can downgrade to him. Pick yourself up two hundred grand and then oh, come, and also, come origin time. Actually we'll say I think Val's been disappointment, but I think that's the back of the Cowboys. Some yeah, of the some of these aren't necessarily reflections on themselves, yeah. but it's a reflection on the team. And Val, Val's now He's averaging sixty without a try, I believe. Has he scored a try? I don't think he's scored a try. No, I don't think he's scored a try. So, so he's pretty much he's, he's averaging but... sixty, which is still pretty good for a centre to not have scored a try. But, but really, you, you can go get three first grade fullbacks to play CT Dub for you if you go Hammer, Chance, yes. and Sloan. All around at three. Well, Hammer's now four twenty. Uh, all yeah. around at three is like you. You should just be cashing in and getting that and and, and, and work it out. As, as your biggest disappointment, only lost forty k as well. Realistically, I think I it was more that pod that yeah, but just it's, it's winning games full of yeah. yeah. And then um, you know he may lose another forty this week, but then he's back to probably where he's priced at the way he's going at the moment. And there's only really upside. He could, you can't go much further backwards. But now, now you know, he's once still we trying and he's going alright. He's just that, got, once we now get one seven on line and that's what. Is he the Queensland 5-8? I suppose. No, Munster will be. He'll be in the no, squad. Munster. Munster. Munster DCE. Um, he'll be in the squad. He has to be. But um, yeah, he's there. Cowboys are... Cowboys are one I don't know. I, I just... I'm starting to think there's no upside, and that's the concern. The upside for him personally. Um, but is there? He's, when you're he's in He's going to score more than 37. Yeah. He there's been... There's been... The last two games, he's taken the line on... Probably, I've noticed there's been three or four opportunities where if they didn't just grab him at the last minute, he would have scored a try. So, we said that about, you'd say that about Ezra as well. Top year score, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'll be going to Ezra this week, I would imagine. <laughs> Ollie, you're sitting there waving your, your big dong around. What's going on? Um, my opponents past and future, they don't put up a challenge. We're still talking about biggest disappointments of Supercoach, right? Yeah. Yes. I assume it's them. My opponents might play the future. Yeah. You haven't played us yet. You'll be all right, Yeah, you're one of the future <laughs> opponents. <laughs> Keep whacking away. That's right. Nice belt, though. Let's move on. All right. What's good is... is it any, no, we didn't do disaster class. Do we need to pause for this? Probably should take a quick minute. Well, what's good is frothing? Is no, frothing? Do, we'll do disaster class. Oh, we can froth if you want. Let's pause because I need to work this shit out. <laughs> All right, after that uh, weird adjudication, off <laughs> we are going to come back with our disaster class. What happened last week, David? Yeah, well, you and me didn't make any money last week. God We've both gone backwards. <laughs> You're currently sitting at minus $10. I'm at uh, positive $50. Oliver was the winner, winner, chicken dinner this week with a $50 bet on the Titans, under 12 <laughs> What do you make from ended that? Up making two hundred and ten dollar profit. <sighs> he did this. What money so, bags? Take away his fifty dollars minus from the week before. He's now at a positive one hundred and sixty dollars for this for his second bet of the season. Shit. Jeez. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's go back. Let's just go chips in here. I'm going to go twenty five bucks. The bizza first try. Penrith. Ten bucks first try Appy against Melbourne at eighty one dollars. Fifteen bucks on uh, Elliot Whitehead. Ten dollars at eighty one. Yep. 
15 yep. bucks Whitehead first try against Newcastle. What have we got left? 10 bucks? No, that's it. You're done. All right, that'll do. <laughs> that's an awful, but, you know, I'll be rich afterwards. Uh, don't ever take that under consideration, um, punters, and please gamble responsibly. I'll think about it better next so week. So Brian Toto is, what, $7? And what was Whitehead? Eight. Brian Toto is at eight. Appy was 81. Eight. And, yeah. And uh, Whitehead was... Down on list here. $20. Yeah. I would suggest he is $23, let's call that. $23.26 out there. <sighs> Dane, who's our guest? Uh, so I'm kind of following you. They've actually, since we started, so Ty, when we started, the podcast was eight and Terriver was eight fifty. Then now both $8.25 to score the first try. Yeah. I'm going the 25 on Terriver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, at, yeah, so they're both eight twenty-five. I'm going fifteen dollars on Liam Martin, Nick Meany, Reese Walsh, and Brian Nakora, all anytime try scorers, which is paying a hundred and one. Wow, Jesus! Okay. I call it I'm going ten dollars for the last five away teams of the round to win. So that's the Sharks, Raiders, Bulldogs, Seagulls, and Titans, and that's paying thirty-two fifty. So okay. the last yeah. on that. Raiders, Bulldogs, Titans. Yeah, the last the five away teams. Um, so you you got them there? Like, yeah, just Sharks, last Raiders, Bulldogs, Titans. Manly. Manly. Yeah. No. So yeah, those those five are paying thirty two fifty. Love it. Uh, barn. Wow, I've been throwing that's yeah, some serious speculative speculatory betting there. <laughs> I hope they get up. Oh, if you I get a, you know, a couple of dollars here and there. I've got Brisbane, Canola, Raiders, Warriors, all head-to-head. Get you $5.50 and have $30 on that. $10 on Xavier Coates to score the first try for Melbourne at $7.50 and $10 on Brenton Nicara to score the first try for the Sharks at $21. Oh, champ. So I've decided as well, right, because I don't actually put these bets on because I don't bet. I reckon if by a miracle I end up up at all at the end of the season, one of you should just give me the money. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, okay. Oh, no, okay. Now, can I bet with you every every race day, Ollie, and um, if I I win, you can give me the money? No, because I don't bet on racing and you do. It'd be if if we were doing it if I was on your racing podcast, then You're and I Shelsea well, tips, of course, you can find it on um Spotify and YouTube as well. And if I gave my tips, even Radio though I don't racing. those happen to get up, I'd expect you to pay me then as well. But oh, no, it doesn't go the other way around. You actually You crack the code. You're the one, Ollie, that cracked the code. Yes, you'll get your friends well. to pay you the, the the bets you should have put on. I haven't cracked the code. I haven't. You're asking for a sponsorship for the uh, for the program. <laughs> we are asking a sponsorship. Um, if Betfred would love to get on board, that'd be tremendous. But anyway, fifty dollars a weekly segment where Ollie bets fifty dollars <laughs> of someone else's money. That's it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go all fifty on my Parramatta one to twelve tip. Okay. What should happen now? What are you getting? <laughs> You're probably getting what? um. What are you getting? About three fifty. Yeah. Cool. What's got us frothing? What has got me frothing is, as I said, uh, in Derby round, we've got the four Queensland teams all playing each other. We've got 
the Battle of the West, and we've got the Sharks and the Dragons. If this isn't the best Matt Nabel clip we've seen in two years, I will be disappointed. And that purely alone, when I turn on 360 tomorrow night, has got me frothing. Uh, also, uh, um, all those games will be good too, I suppose. Ollie? So my what's got me frothing sort of goes a bit against a, a prediction that I've made, but... I guess this one's going bold for an injured Katoa. Anthony Milford comes in at the last minute and I'm frothing over his man of the match performance against his former club, the Broncos, in front of a sold-out Suncorp Stadium in the first ever Dolphins v. Broncos Brisbane derby. Story it's time right for the milk. Danon. You just kind of just stole the thunder. It's just those. Oh, you're going to do Milford as well. That's, <laughs> <laughs> no, just it is. It's just it's another week where you know, apart from potentially the first and last game, I, I just I don't see a massive blowout occurring. Um, it's just going to be another great weekend of football, um, rugby league. No hot weather, it? which is good. Well, that, well, that is the only issue. It might be raining. They reckon in Sydney. Yeah. Might be raining in Sydney. So, um, if anything, that might actually help the Eels Panthers game uh, be a close contest. Uh, yeah, well, going to double down with both of you. <laughs> to um, <laughs> obviously the the derbies between the four four games with the derby competition there are going to be fantastic. I would imagine, and it's just the the fifty fifty nature of the entire competition. Like either of the like, we've tipped a blowout here and there in these games, but there is no way that you couldn't say that the other team's going to win. Like there, <laughs> there is no game. There a, is actually no game we would be shocked. You could absolutely toss a coin in every game and probably do better than what you actually go yeah. out and tip. So the, the, the Dragons is the only game I'd be shocked if the Dragons won. That's, that's it. That's other than that, fair. every other game it is fifty fifty. And as a Sharks so, fan, PK yeah. coming back. <laughs> getting harder and harder these days to get me up and frothing but <laughs> I think you were saying Nico was getting you harder and harder jump on the board on the bandwagon and I'll be riding the Nico train all through the season uh, and just, take us to bigger and better things you just riding something you, you pull that hair Barney Ah, how good. I'm looking forward to it because, you know, it hasn't let us down so far this season, which is which is tremendous. Uh, thank you, Dana, for joining us. Uh, we'll do it Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Come right. back on. When we, and uh, we need you. We'll, uh, we'll call upon you. It's been a pleasure. Ollie and uh, Barn, thank you. And we'll let everyone go. How good. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about it for about three hours next Tuesday night and crap on again. So looking forward to that right. as well. Go and check out Rugby League merch. Buy some of these sexy hats. Uh, buy some shirts and steins and everything else in between. Uh, check out PCTC on Facebook. And until then, punters, love you. Bye-bye.